When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This Ace Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. From former A's outfielder. Here comes Katze. Here comes the relay. The slide. He's in there. Inside the park. Home run. Mark Katze. To A's manager. It's time for the manager show with Mark Katze. Presented by Nest Betting. The A's skipper sits down with Chris Townsend exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here's Chris Townsend. Time now for the Mark Katze Show, brought to you by Nest Betting. Love where you sleep. Check out their locations in the Bay Area, or you go online, nestbetting.com, for your bed. I mean, you're going to love your mattress, your sheets, your pillows, all your bedding needs. You go to nestbedding.com or check them out here in the Bay Area. Mark, Mark Katze, how are you this week? I'm doing well. We, uh, we had a great off day yesterday in Colorado. Uh, we got in at like 4 in the morning. Um, but uh, we're able to sleep in a little bit and then go out and do some, uh, some fly fishing yesterday, which, which was amazing. It was about an nice. hour outside of, uh, of downtown. And Seth Brown, myself, and, uh, and one of our video coordinators, Lewis, went out and uh, we caught some rainbow. We caught some, uh, some amazing fish. It is so key, no matter what you like to do. I know you talked about years ago, I think you're with the Padres, you and Phil Nevin and somebody else. You got on Harleys with your wives and took a long drive. I mean, on those off days during a long season, how important is it just to unplug? Yeah, it's great to unplug. And, uh, you know, when being here in Denver, there's so much to do outside that we took advantage of it yesterday by – obviously going out to a ranch and, and doing some fly fishing. I know some other guys, um, you know, did some, some golf and some things of that nature, but um, you know, and then there's, there's the days on the off days when you just are out of energy and you, you sleep, you rest, you recover. And um, I'm sure some guys did that as well. So Coors Field, we all think about Coors Field elevation, a mile high up. We're thinking about all the home runs. But I remember the first time I went there and I walked out on the field, I was like, my God, this is the biggest actual field I have ever seen. The amount of grounds. Because if you think if you're going to have a fence that's way far back, that means you got a lot of grass there. Just from an outfielder's perspective, what's it like to play at Coors Field where they've said you really need like three center fielders to, to roam it? Yeah, it, it can definitely be frustrating, um, you know, because you're varying your depths and uh, trying to give yourself, you know, the best chance to defend, like you said, the biggest outfield in the league. And uh, it's not easy. You know, you get frustrated by balls that fall in front of you because you feel like you should be able to get there, but you're playing deeper. You know, you're playing at, at 330, 340 instead of 305 to 285 on the corners. So, um it's challenging. It's definitely challenging. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have some guys out in that outfield that probably haven't been out there. Um, you know, Rooker will, will be out there and, and he, I don't think has played a game at Coors Field in the outfield. So, 
Um, you know, we'll do our best to just keep our eye on, you know, positioning and, and try to maximize uh, the coverage there. Yeah, positioning will be so key because I can just imagine as an outfielder, you could catch yourself going, where the hell am I playing? I'm like, <laughs> I could see that totally happening. Yeah, the biggest thing, too, is on those balls that are shallow fly balls, those, the infielders really have to do a good job of trying to get out and get depth because the outfielders, if we're playing them deeper, um, because the ball carries or tends to travel further, you know, those, those, those in middle infield guys uh, really need to do a good job of getting out there and covering those short fly balls. You know, you, you mentioned earlier this week with Ken Korak before the game, talking about when mistakes are made, you guys will go back and you have film sessions, kind of like football, right? We talk about the film, got to look at the film. Talk about these sessions that you have where they're obviously coachable moments People make mistakes. That's how human beings work. Uh, and you and you correct them, and you do it with film and, and going back and watching the video. Kind of take us through how you implement that. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing, I mean, you know, our club's young, and we're going to make mistakes. But the quicker we learn from these mistakes, the better we're going to be. And, and I think, you know, it's an overview, basically. It's uh, as I talked to Kenny, um, you know, on the show, uh, we've kind of labeled it check your ego because, you know, obviously you're at the big league level and uh, and you don't like to be called out, you know, for making mistakes. But it's not calling individuals out. It's using, you know, our mistakes that we make in game to really, you know, educate ourselves and, and grow from. And um, whether it's on the base pass, um, whether it's, you know, cut off and relay play where, you know, your second baseman doesn't doesn't bust the first base and the throw comes through and that you know, that the hitter gets to make a big, bigger turn than normal because there's no defender at the bag. So, you know, we really break it down and, and we break it down, um, you know, to the detail, really. I and mean, you've heard me say that a lot, like we have to be detailed. And uh, and these sessions, really, we, we make examples um, of, of everything that, that we feel like we can do a better job of. And, uh, and I think it's been helpful. I really do. Yeah, I do too. And, and check your ego. Hey, thank God you're not in the NFL or college football because you know how they do it. You make a mistake, they do it over and over, and they do call you out in front of your peers. <laughs> you know what I mean? But check your ego, son. I'm going to rip your heart out in that film room. It's unbelievable what they do in football. Uh, when you look at Ruiz, we haven't seen him in a while, and it just it shows how dynamic he is as an athlete. God, I miss watching him play. How's he doing? How's that shoulder? Yeah, the shoulder's good. Um, it'll be tested tonight. Tonight's his first night back uh, with Vegas. He'll play five innings in center field, and you know we're, our goal is to build him up. Um, it won't be a lengthy rehab. Um, you know, it won't it won't it shouldn't take a month, um, but. We're definitely going to want to see him play back-to-back -back games. We're going to want to see how that shoulder handles some throws. Um, you know, we're hopeful that uh, his legs will get back underneath him. So we've got to build that up as well. And, uh, you know, but overall, uh, he felt like he was ready probably two to three days prior to us sending him out. And, you know, I've had to have that conversation with a few guys where, you know, you, you really think you're healthy, you really think you're ready, and it always is good to take another day or two um, but you know, as, as young as these guys are, they, they, they lose that, you know, mindfulness of, uh, maybe, you know, it is best in, in their best interest to, um, you know, take an extra day. And, and I think Ruiz was understanding of that when we talked, 
uh, in San Fran and, uh, and he understands the plan and, and, you know, we'll be excited to get him back when he's ready. How often do you go back and use your career or maybe a young Mark Kotze with his back or with, with whatever injury you had in your 17 years, maybe if you would have took a little more time, how much do you use yourself when talking to these guys about this? Yeah, I think, you know, I can use, I can use myself as an example. I can also use other players on our roster that have come back and, and, and tried to perform at, at this level too quickly when they didn't have their legs under them or they, you know, had an oblique injury or, and, and, and came back too soon. So, um, you know, there's a ton of examples around here that are in this clubhouse, even on the coaching staff with guys that have played, uh, you know, here. And uh, I think, you know, just communication, as I talk about a lot, like communication and collaboration, um, you know, building that trust with these players that, that we do know what we're talking about, that we do have their best interests at hand. Um, it, it's really key to, to getting these guys, um, you know, in the right mindset to, to come back from these injuries. You've been watching J.J. Blade get in there every day. And as a center fielder, what have you seen? I thought you were going to keep going with some type of poem there. You started out. Really it's hard well. not to. Really? It's like yeah. J.J. Blade plays every day. It's hard not to. <laughs> you know, J.J., um, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, the mechanics of his swing, making a slight adjustment with his load um, direction of, uh, you know, his hands and the knob and front shoulder being a little bit relaxed and a little bit more um, parallel to even below the back shoulder. So that's his start position now. And it's really got him direct to the baseball, which I'm really excited about, you know, JJ, you don't, you don't get taken in the first round, um, you know, and fifth overall by, by an organization that doesn't have belief in you and that doesn't see the talent level. And, you know, and again, we talked about it when we acquired him, how, you know, he'd only had one full season of pro ball before he was back accelerated into the big leagues. And, um, you know, again, we talk about it in terms of being patient and uh, yet making adjustments. And I think JJ's one guy on this, on this roster that's made the adjustment, had some success and is starting to see the light. You know, we're looking at, at the young guys, obviously. What have been your thoughts so far of Zach Geloff? Yeah, Zach's a baseball player. He's got great instincts, plays the game really hard, um, you know, and and in that, you know, he he understands that, uh, you know, what he has to do to be successful. So um, I think he's a good learner. He's a listener, which is great. And, um, you know, really, really happy with, with how Zach is, is, you know, settled in here. Yeah, and you can just see college guy, experience, minor leagues, how he has started, and nothing against Tyler. Tyler's a super talent, but he's a kid out of high school. He's 21 years old. Talk about his start and a little bit of the difference in maturity just as players that you've seen between the two. Yeah, I mean, for Tyler, you could really say he's only had three years of professional baseball um, under his belt, and coming from high school, that's a big leap. Um you know, I, uh, there's a huge amount of expectation put on Tyler as, as you know, a number one pick. And, um, you know, so that's obviously something else that Tyler has to deal with that, that Zach maybe doesn't have to deal with, um, you know, but uh, it's difficult. Like I knew that, you know, the transition would be tough for Tyler coming from, you know, AAA and, and having the responsibilities that, that are put on you to catch, to be, you know, to be the backbone back there and, and then also play first base and, you know, you'd be utilizing the DH spot. So, um, you know, we're doing our best to, to 
you know, give him a, a, a good landing spot when he does catch and um, also, you know, give him the chances to have success in, in, in these games that uh, we can hopeful, hopefully build confidence with him. Let's end on this. Going into a – thank God for the, the pitch timer for and Coors Field because games could be well over four hours. Uh, we know certain pitches just don't really work that well in altitude. Your breaking balls are different, your curveballs, your sliders. Now your sweepers, guys are talking about, they're seeing X amount of inches off the sweeper. It's just not working. So what are the meetings like with your pitchers going in, going, you know, I know you rely on this, but uh, but odds are when you get up here and you pitch an elevation, that's not going to work. Yeah, I know. I know there were meetings prior to leaving on this road trip with uh, some of our, you know, R&D guys and analytic guys. And, um, you know, for me, it's all about confidence. It's all about just going out there and establishing your fastball and, you know, pounding the zone and making them beat you, um, not giving away the free bases in terms of how your pitches are shaped or how they how much less they move. I think, you know, the more you start looking into it and the more you start talking about it and you know, the more you're going to be worried about it when you go out there and step on the mound. So uh, we've tried to do our best to, to you know, talk about it in, in a manner that, um, you know, hopefully isn't isn't distractive. Um, hopefully they go out, you know, JP's got, um, you know, the, the weapons to be able to have success at this field. And, uh, you know, we're excited about, you know, this weekend and, and getting a chance to, you know, win a series. Did you ever think that this was a back of the baseball card series for yourself? Like, man, I could, I'm going to come on glute. Mark Kotze, I'm coming on glute here for the next three, four days. I'm putting up some numbers. You know, Tony, the second you start thinking that, there's your offer right there, buddy. But um, <laughs> I know we came in here with a great offensive club, I think in oh, 19 or 18 um, with the A's. And I think we got shut out for like the series or. And uh, I remember Olsen and Chapman and all these guys and Simeon being excited. Oh, man, we're going to get to go to court. We're going to yeah. tear it up. And it was like, we didn't score. And <laughs> we left here. It was like, we didn't even hit a homer, I think. So, um, you know, hopefully the, this uh, this series, um, you know, we can we can do some things offensively and, and create some uh, some runs. Great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next week. You be well. All right, Tony. Thanks for having me. The Mark Kotze Show brought to you by Nest Betting. Love where you sleep. Check out their locations in the Bay Area. Or you go online, nestbedding.com, for your mattress, your pillows, your sheets, everything you need to go to sleep. You go to nestbedding.com, proud sponsor of the Mark Kotze Show. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.